the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. So we talked last week about why Christians should care about Israel, and it's the 75th anniversary of the founding of Israel as a nation. So uh, we're going to continue that discussion. So stay and listen as we talk about Israel and God's land and its importance to you as a believer and, and really the world. Let's begin with prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you and praise you for your promises in your word. And we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. And what a blessing it is that you made so many promises about Israel. And now we can check them up and see whether you've done them and, and get more excited about your faithfulness because of all the things you've done that you've said you'd do. So, Lord, we bless you. We thank you and praise you. We just ask for your spirit to be upon us as we continue to discuss Israel. We praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay, we're going to uh, begin with the counting of the Omer. Before we do, I just should mention that it's still available on our website and we can send you out a link if you'd like, but we can also send you out a hard copy, though we are very close to the end. This is day 38, but still, uh, I've gotten some good reports, and and I pray that you've been blessed by the counting of the Omer. Uh, we also have an extensive packet on Israel and the teachings from last week and this week. So call our office, and we can either email it to you or send you a copy. And uh, again, call our office at 813-831-5673. And consider sending us a gift um, to help us stay on the air, a monthly gift or, or a one-time gift. We certainly would appreciate it. You can go to our website, heartofmessiah.org, or call our office and uh, again, that's 813-831-5673. Come visit us. Look at our website. Check out our days uh, and and times of the various congregations beginning. So we, we just love to meet with you, see you, join us. Well, let's count the Omer. So this is day number 38, as I mentioned. And the Hebrew is Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kirishanu B'Mitzvatav Vitzivanu Al Sifarat 
Ha'omer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sent us, set us apart by your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the third day of the sixth week and day 38. We have counted the Omer. Um, and the theme for today's Counting the Omer is what can we expect in revival? And one of the, those things is the gifts of the Spirit. So here are the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. But to each person is given the manifestation of the Ruach, or the Spirit, for the benefit of all. For to one is given the Ruach a word of wisdom, to another a word of knowledge, according to the same Ruach, to another faith by the same Ruach, to another gifts of healing by the one Ruach, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Lot to think about there. Uh, what are your gifts, right? And if you don't have any, maybe we should seek them. Amen. As we're seeking the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14, 1, and then 12. Pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Okay. The thought uh, from Cornelius Plantinga to place ourselves in range of God's choicest gifts, we have to walk with God, work with God, lean on God, cling to God, come to have the same sense and feel of God, refer all things to God. Okay. So again, it begins with to place ourselves in range of God's choicest gifts. Rick Warren said, Your spiritual gifts were not given for your own benefit, but for the benefit of others, just as other people were given gifts for your benefit. Our challenge, since Scripture says we are to pursue spiritual gifts, especially prophesy, ask God for the gift of prophecy and wait with patience and persistence until you receive it. Similarly, do that with all God's gifts. I guess I'm talking to myself as well as to you all. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> our prayer. Lord, your gifts are given out to encourage and benefit the body of believers. Please give me the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially prophecy, that I may be a blessing. Revive me. Hallelujah. Well, as we look about uh, at Israel, let me just throw out some thoughts and facts um, first of all, um, the hundredth smallest country with less than one one thousandth of the world's population. <laughs> They've developed cell phones for Microsoft, de developed and produced the pe uh, Pentium chip, developed uh, the technology for instant messenger. Uh, 185 Jews awarded Nobel Prize accounting for 22% of the prizes given out. Is, is that amazing? Israeli engineers and agriculturalists developed a revolutionary drip irrigation system to minimize the amount of water needed to grow 
cops and uh, various imaging and and video cameras, tiny micro uh, sized cameras and uh, to view the small intestines inside and detect cancer and I mean, it's it's amazing. It just goes on and on. And you know the GPS. <laughs> Again, uh, there's so many things that have been developed uh, by Israel. And uh, many Jews are motivated by something called tikkun olam, which means repairing the world. And it's divine, defined by really acts of kindness and often helping others who are disadvantaged. So uh, an example is that Israel was one of the first countries to set up temporary hospitals in Ukraine. So God said the Jews would be his chosen people and that he would bless them and and make them a blessing in the world. And and we see this in Genesis 1 through uh, uh, 12, 1 through 3, and Romans 11, 11 through 32. So uh, we shouldn't be surprised that this is going on, right? And um, interesting enough, I mentioned this last week, but I think it's worth repeating that in Genesis fifteen eighteen, it says that God is giving Abraham the land from the river of Egypt, which we believe is the Nile River, uh, to the Euphrates River. So many countries are involved in that land, right? And it's an everlasting possession, we know. Um, we are to pray for her good, especially Jerusalem. It says in Psalm 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be at peace. May there be shalom within your walls, quietness within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I now say shalom be with you. For the sake of the house of Adonai, our God, I will seek your good. But there are also haters of Israel. We see in Psalm 129, 5 and 6, May all who hate Zion be driven back in disgrace. Let them be like grass on the roofs which wither before it springs up. There are lovers of Israel, and uh, even in the diaspora, this was written uh, in the diaspora, Psalm 137, 1 through 6, by the rivers of Babylon we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On, On the willows there we hung up our harp, and, and there our captors demanded songs and our tormentors asked for joy. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing a song of Adonai in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I cease to remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my chief joy. Uh, there are so many scriptures about Israel. Uh, Isaiah 62, 1 talks about God. Uh, we, we're asking God not to rest. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness shines out brightly and her salvation as a blazing torch. On your, in Isaiah 62, 6 through 7, 
On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set watchmen all day and all night. They will never hold their peace. You who remind Adonai, take no rest for yourselves and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. You know, one of the things that it talks about in Joel 4.2, which is a somber thought, I will gather all the nations, this is God speaking, and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will plead with them there on behalf of my people, even my inheritance, Israel, whom they scattered among the nations, and they divided up my land. Okay. Zechariah 3, thus says Adonai, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the city of truth, and the mountain of Adonai Tzivaot will be called the holy mountain. In other words, uh, the mountain of uh, the Lord God of hosts will be called the holy mountain. You know, one of the uh, promises in God's word, which is yet to come, Zechariah 14, 16, and 17, then all the survivors from the nations that attacked Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king and to celebrate Sukkot. Furthermore, if any of the nations do not go to Jerusalem to worship the king, Adonai Tzivao, they will have no reign. Uh, But last week I stopped by saying, you know, there was scripture talking about that Israel would blossom. Well, here are two of them. Isaiah 27.6, in days to come, Jacob will take root. Israel will bud and blossom and fill all the world with fruit. Now, keep that thought in mind, that there, this is a, a, a promise of God. And here's one more. Isaiah 35.1, the desert and the parched land will be glad the wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. Crocus, It will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. Now, having read those two and then reading what Mark Twain said in the late 1800s, for, because you have to understand the area of Palestine was underpopulated. Economically, it was... There was nothing really there, just a bunch of people wandering from place to place until the first Zionists, which, as you know, are the supporters of Israel, the pioneers, they came in around 1880 to rebuild the Jewish land. So this is what Mark Twain said when he visited. Among the many descriptions of Palestine's desolation prior to the Zionist immigration, a desolate country which soil is rich enough but is given over wholly to weeds, a silent, mournful expanse. A desolation is here that not even imagination can grace with the pomp of life and action. We never saw a human being on the whole route. There was hardly a tree or a shrub anywhere. Even the olive and the cactus, those fast friends of worthless soil, had almost deserted the country. Now, (laughs) you heard what I just read, uh, and you also heard about God's promises. 
So really what God is promising is that when Israel is in the land or the Jewish people are in the land, then there will be blossoming. And it even says that there'll be fruit for the whole world. Well, you know, at this point right now, Israel is is sending out fruit to the world. <laughs> I mean, is that incredible? Oh, just it's just amazing. And do you know that there Israel was the only country in the 20th century that ended up with more trees on their land than less trees. I mean, this is incredible. There are forests in Israel. And as you'll see, they had to make the desert blossom because they weren't given a lot of land. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. So after World War I, uh, the League of Nations granted France and Britain control over the Ottoman territories. France took Syria and Britain took Israel and Jordan. Promised Arab self-rule, promised Jews a homeland in Palestine through the 1917 Balfour Declaration. One thing is when they started divvying out the land, they gave 78% of what they promised to Transjordan, which later on became Jordan. 78% they lost, okay? And, and so west of the Jordan became Palestine, a mandate. And uh, now Jordan didn't become independent till 1946, and it took two years for them to fully be independent. In 1947, the U.N., uh, were getting ready to vote on the Jewish state, uh, divided Israel. Re- remember, they lost 78%. They lost another 78 or 75 or something like that percent of the, the smaller parcel. And the U.N. said, in the parcel that we've divided up, will give one part to Israel and one part to the Arabs. Israel wasn't happy, but they accepted the plan. However, the Arabs did not accept the plan. And so um, they said to the Arabs, look, the leaders of the Arabs said, go leave the country and, you know, go into one of the other countries. And when we get rid of all the Jews, come back, and there will be peace. So seven hundred, roughly 720,000 Arabs fled Israel, and um, David Ben-Gurion, one of the leaders of Israel at that time, urged the Arabs to say, saying, look, we can, we can all both be citizens of Israel. We, we can live together. But that's not what happened. Uh, by the way, the remember the smaller part of the smaller part that Israel got? Well, m- the majority of it was the desert. <laughs> okay. So when just so you get a, a, an understanding of when did these countries come about in the Middle East? Syria, 1924. Iraq, 1932. Saudi Arabia, 33. Lebanon, 43, Jordan, 46, Israel, 48, and Iran, 1979. Interesting to think about, right? 
And in 1945, more than 870,000 Jews living in Arab countries started back to Israel, the largest being Morocco, about 250,000 Jews, and Iraq, 125,000 Jews. Well, um, the history is based on mainly two wars, um, well, three wars. The first one was the War of Independence, because the day after independence was declared by the UN, um, Israel got attacked by five countries, uh, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, um, Egypt, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia. I guess that's six. <laughs> and um, But after 10 months, they won, which was the first miracle. And uh, if you've never seen the movie Exodus, you've, you've got to see it. Not only is it a great movie, it's a fun movie to watch, but you'll learn so much about Israel because it's a movie you cannot afford not to see, if that makes sense. Okay, and the next uh, date I'd like to tell you about is 1964. That's when the PLO was founded, the Palestinian Liberation Organization. And their purpose was to reclaim all the land of Israel and destroy all the Jews in Israel. Great, right? In 1967, it looked like the Arab countries were again going to attack Israel. So uh, Israel attacked ahead of time, destroyed the Egyptian uh, Air Force in 90 minutes. And in six days, they won the war. They won the entire Sinai and the Golan Heights. And uh, they had the Sinai and the Golan Heights until 1982. They built all sorts of things on it, uh, like uh, hospitals and and um, uh, Air Force Base and schools and and. Um, and they even found oil, and the only place that they had oil. And they gave it all back for peace in 1982. Amazing. Uh, Golan Heights supplied the majority of the water in Israel. So there, there's so much to understand here. Even And then in 1973, there was another war, and uh, they won that as well. But... Um, Currently, the population, just to give you a sense, the population of Egypt is 95,000, roughly. And the population of Israel is, I mean, 95 million, excuse me. And um, Israel, 9 million. So Turkey, 83 million. Iran, 77 million. Iraq, 40 million. Saudi Arabia, 34 million. So you can see how... Uh, Israel is totally outmanned, and as far as the size of the country, you could fit Israel so many times in most of the other countries. It's incredible. Well, you know, there's a future for Israel as well. God has a future for Israel. And so I would just say to you, um, you know, get my, I'm not going to talk next week about Israel, but I have all these notes about what God's going to do in the future with Israel, um, you know, having to do, well, even in Revelation, look, he's coming with the clouds and and look, there's so many scriptures to talk about, but uh, you'll have to do that on your own. I'm not going to continue this uh, next week. So I'm going to ask you to get the um, 
the packet from me on Israel, just call our office at 813-831-5673. We'd love to get visitors. Please visit. We, we'd love to see you come. And so uh, feel free to come uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. Check our website for times and locations as we have four different congregations. And one of them is even an all-Spanish congregation. And uh, if you feel that this is valuable information, that your heart is touched by this program, please uh, consider helping us financially. Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Father, for your promises. Thank you for your faithfulness. And I pray that the Lord, you would be with each and every listener as their first priority. May they grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this all in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.